Yes, people, it's those goosebumps time. It's Wednesday, which means it's echoes from the void. Yes, people, I hope the week has been good to you. To be honest with you, people, I have no clue what the fuck is going on. I ain't gonna lie, right? I mean, sometimes. I definitely agree to do a way more than I actually have the capacity for. Like covering, I don't know. Right, I think my all my shit got just thrown way out of sync. So trying to get all the flare stuff out, plus deal with my computer that is dying. Dying, so it's all just been a little bit of a mess. But you know, we we, we work it out, right? We work it out, and um, yeah, I I don't know, right? I'm losing track though, right? I put on the news the other day, and then you find out there's been some mass shooting, mass shooting. I'm like, yo. But it's one of those things, right, where you're kind of like, what happened? But also on the flip, it's a bit like, alright, I ain't looking into this. <laughs> There's only so much shit I, 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 I can, um, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to hear about all these deaths. Because it's grim as a motherfucker, right? And I feel me knowing... Ain't gonna change shit Because there are some clear and present things That need to be done But Will they? Right? Will they? But that's not the I don't feel that's the craziest thing Right? That's happened in the week Now for some yeah, You know for some it might be But there's some other stuff that's happened Right? Now <laughs> When I saw this I was like Say what? <laughs> so I don't watch NHL Now I used to I used to um, have all those EA games Right? I had the NBA I had um, And I will say this, right? I always thought the EA Sports NBA game was better than NBA Jam. Yeah, I said it, people. I preferred the EA Sports NBA to NBA Jam, right? But I had that, I had Madden. Madden got me into the uh, NFL, man. Um, FIFA, and I think it was Tiger Woods Golf, right? So they, I always had those games, but I, watching NFL, NHL was, uh, I couldn't follow the park. I remember the first time I tried watching a game, and I'm like, I, wait, what? And I'm looking at one point in the screen, and then suddenly you hear the buzzer for the goal. I'm like, wait, it was just there. What is going on? It was too, too difficult. So I don't watch NHL. But it's always uh, like interesting sometimes when you're hearing all the shit that's going down. And so, um, Turns out their uh, their referees aren't that smart. Well, maybe maybe it's just this one, right? To say all of them that might be an overreach, right? But um, yeah, this dude 
Tim Peel, right? Homie's name is Tim Peel. And what a dumb son of a bitch. What a dumb son of a bitch. Just lost his job, right? Lost his job, was banned by the NHL. And you kind of feel, right, to be banned from the major league... It means you're not working anywhere else Because why would you want this person Like, you know, looking after your game After he's just been booted out Yeah It it wouldn't make any sense And the crazy thing is, right What he did, you're just like How the fuck do you do that? (laughs) How do you do that? So he was refing a game between the National Predators and the Detroit Red Wings. Detroit Red Wings. Yes. Seem to have trouble with words right now. You've been messing them up. But anyway, right? He's refing this game. Refing the game. And at one point. He's heard saying some dumbass shit. Some dumbass, which you're just like, son, you're on TV. Why would you say that? Why would you? Because you've got people that lip read. And it's just like with all the cameras filming, shit could get picked up. So I ain't say if I was doing some, you know, hokey shit, I ain't voicing it. You know what I mean? I ain't voicing it, son. Right? That's just ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what happened was he he was caught on like a microphone saying uh he'd called a tripping foul, right? Called a tripping foul, which people were saying was questionable, right? And he said it wasn't much. But I wanted to get a penalty against Nashville early. And you're like, huh? Like, what the fuck was there? You know what I mean? Like, but the crazy thing is, it says his microphone was then cut. So, you, you know he did it, right? You know he said it. How is it... Like, this, as far as I'm aware, he then ref the rest of the game. I'm like, how the fuck do you just not kick motherfucker out? Because there are other referees. Like, there's not just one referee. There's the backup referees. But I know that they've got the backups in um, NFL, right? Because you've seen referees get knocked the fuck out, right? So, yeah, there's a backup. So, put the backup in. Like this the crazy thing is as well, this dude, he reffed 1,300 games, right? 90 Stanley Cup games. So how many others are uh, kind of called into question with um, him and his dubious shit? And was there money on it, right? Is this tied into some betting shit? You have to wonder But it's like He's 50 foot So it's not like he's old Or anything crazy like that How do you say that? Like how do you say that On live mic? What 
a moron. What a moron. I mean, so that's just dumb as shit, right? Now, the other... The other kind of thing that I saw, which I'm just like... Say what? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, so, Burberry... <laughs> Burberry have signed a deal... Right, they've signed a deal with Timmy Studios. Right, it's um when you're thinking, oh, what what kind of clothing does Timmy make? Well, people, Timmy don't make clothing. Timmy is a video game producer. They make video games. Right, they're um, China's biggest video games house, even. And Burberry have signed this deal. To, um, yeah, create, like, designs for their characters. Yeah, it's weird, right? So, I think these are only, these are strict, this is only for, like, the Chinese market. But you just kind of be like, wait, what? <sighs> Who signed this deal? This seems like a ridiculous, dumb ass deal, you're like, who gives a fuck, now, obviously, I feel it's not the first time this has happened, right, but you do kind of think, is anyone really looking at their video games and going, oh, oh yeah, no, so I'm going to pay more for this character's clothing because it's a frigging design house. And let's be honest, a Burberry, they kind of fucked the horse years back, right? You know, when they tried to make cheaper, like cheaper clothes, they undervalued their brand, which kind of killed, killed it really as something of any note. I mean, I've, all, I've never been a Burberry fan anyway. But when you suddenly saw, like, you know, just everyone walking around in just the terrible Burberry shit, it was like, hey, what are you doing? And the skin, like, just seeing a an image of this new collaboration, it ain't good. <laughs> like, it, it's not good. It's way too much. If it was a little understated, it might work. Right? But, yeah, they went way OTT on that shit. Which, you know, is the... I feel it's the issue with Burberry in the first place. It's not understated. It's too... Ugh. And, it, you know, I don't know, man. It don't work for me, people. But... I ain't buying these video games, <laughs> so maybe the cats buying these video games are going to be down for this shit, but yo, it looks funky, looks funky people, so yeah, they're, um, yeah, a couple of the weird shit that's been going down this week, but people, trust me, there is plenty more we can get into, and you know we will, right? You know we will. Alright, so let's get this popping.
So, one, you know, to I think just to go back to these shootings, right? I will say now, Biden is saying he wants to take urgent steps, urgent steps to, you know, combat this issue with mass shootings. Now, if you really look at it, right, it's not so much a crazy issue, because when you factor in the amount of people that own guns and the amount of shootings, it's 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 small, right? It is a small thing. And when you talk about the gun control, right? You've got the NRA that's gonna fight tooth and nail at anything you say. But I I kind of feel that the the approach is always it's always seems to be wrong. Right? It's like um He's saying he wants to ban, um, like, semi-automatic weapons and all of this. And it's a bit like, I, it's not the gun. You know what I mean? It's just like, there's a, a semi-automatic or a single shot. They're both killing people, right? And if I just wanted to kill a lot of people... I'm just going to have a, a, a busy look. I could buy as many guns as I wanted, right? So I'll just have a lot of guns loaded, fire, pick up the next one. Boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, if you really want to get off a lot of shots, you can get off a lot of shots. It's not the gun that seems to be the problem. And, you know, listen, uh, you can like people or not like people. You know, I don't think this necessarily comes down to which party you're attached to. But I will say, right, I do agree with the the mental health aspect of this. Right? Mitch Connell is saying it, it's a mental health problem, and it is a mental health problem. Right? It, it's not so much the guns, because... If it was the guns, you'd see more shooting, right? You'd just see way more shooting. So it's mental health, right? It's the checks and all of this. Now, I I think it, it's a matter of you, you have to combine a lot of things, right? So if you've got a gun license and you're then... Say you then have to, I don't know, go to the hospital for a mental health issue, or your GP, you know, prescribes you with certain medication. I think that should then get flagged on your license, right? So then your license gets frozen or something until you get, you know, a... uh, a relevant check or something, something, which then unfreezes your license. You, The only way this kind of works is you have to tie certain things up, right? Because it's the fact that people who have, because we always see it, right? 
the shoot, oh, the shooter was on this medication and this medication, or the shooter was seeing, you know, people about, you know, being bipolar or something, something, something. And listen, that's not to say that, oh, if you're bipolar, you're going to kill people. No, it's not to say that. But what you find is a lot of people that do the shootings, they've stopped taking their medication. You know, they're struggling to deal with certain things. So it's not the illness, but it's people's ability to cope with the illness. And that's not so much a knock because shit gets tough, right? Shit gets tough. You know what I mean? And I think everyone has thought someday, yo, someone needs to shoot that motherfucker, right? What? Ugh. What an arsehole. If I had a gun, I'd blow your fucking head off. Right? People say ridiculous things sometimes. Now, if you say, if you're free, you know, you're saying that, and then you're like, oh, actually, I've got a gun on me. Bang. You know what I mean? That, that's what happens. Right? So you need to put something in the way. You need something to act as a buffer. Right? So... You need proper checks. Now, I forget the name of the dude, but I remember there was a guy on Rogan and he was talking about checks and he worked for DNRA, right? This is the whole thing. And he's like, listen, there's some places where there are stringent checks, but the problem is it's not all over, right? So some states may be strict, other states aren't. So you just go to the other state or gun shows, different laws about buying in a gun show. So you have all of these different systems all happening in this one ecosystem, right? So you need to make everything uniform. That's it. So instead of these weird little jerk reactions, which... Listen, right? They're done for clout because understand it, right? I'm it's not like I'm saying anything revolutionary here. This is shit that anyone can just think of. And I'm not saying this is the answer, but I, I feel it's more aligned than let's just ban these types of guns. Like there's though, you know, semi-automatics and things like that. They're needed by some people, right? There's certain, like, farmers or, you know, there's certain people that do need those guns, right? Those guns are useful for those people. Otherwise, they they wouldn't be there. So, by just saying, oh, we're banning this, it means you're screwing over certain people. So, stop with the, yeah, let's just ban this gun. Because you're saying it because, oh, it looks good. Right, it looks good. Oh, he, they're taking action. Look, but it's no, it's no, it's taking the easy route, you know. So, you have to think about the larger picture, you have to tie everything up, you know. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're getting the mess that's currently there. It would be like if every single state, every single place you went had different driving laws 
You know, imagine, right, now, how many times you hear people go, yeah, it's weird when I come to the UK because we're driving on a different side of the road, right? But that's a different country. So when you, you know, you travel to the UK or from the UK to, you know, the States, you know, okay, they drive on a different side of the road, right? I got to remember that. Which is a little bit easier because the steering wheel is on the other side of the car. But imagine every state goes on a different side of the road. You know what I mean? Like New York is on the left. Then you go to New Jersey and they're on the right. Right? It would be confusing as fuck. And you're going to have, you know, a lot of people going to be able to, you know, keep track of it. But then there's going to be people that just can't. And you're going to see accidents. You're going to see a ton of fucking accidents. That's what the gun system seems to be. Every single state is different. So you need to try and tie it all up in a, you know... Statewide laws Right, it doesn't work as State by state Because you're going to just get some people that No, not doing that That's not happening So you need to make everyone Do mental health checks You know, you have to have everyone Make it that Okay, so what the law of buying a gun Is here Is the same as at a gun show Is the same as this Is the same as this Is the same as this Right, you you need to make it uniform Because right now it ain't uniform And that's part of the problem It's not the whole problem But it's part of the problem Right, and I think That might be something that's easier to pass Than a lot of the other shit right now Hey, maybe I'm wrong Maybe I'm wrong But I just feel that just going, oh, we need to ban this gun or this gun. That's never going to work, man. And it doesn't answer the actual question. You know, so, um, yeah. To, to say someone is, you know, passionate about controlling gun violence. Well, how about show it? <laughs> you know what I mean? And just start with the, yeah, just the stupid... The, the, the stupid responses The responses that never work The responses that are the same Every single time And never work Right So if you're saying you're a smart dude How about show and prove man How about show and prove you know I have to say What's been frustrating right now With the, all these lockdowns And everything like that Trying to get to the hospital is a pain, right? So all appointments have been cancelled and it's all f- over fucking video, which ain't helpful. Ain't helpful. But you're told, oh, it's because of COVID, it's to help. So to make sure hospitals don't get overcrowded. So you're just like, ugh, fine. Alright. You have to deal with it. So when dumbass people do dumbass shit, it's like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is that? Right? Kind of feel, make a motherfucker, <laughs> you're really stay at home. You're really like, 
I'm talking about, I think her name is Abby Quinnan, right? Abby Quinnan. She's some professional dancer. Her boy, I think her and her boyfriend do that strictly come dancing bullshit. I mean, I think it is. If you like it, you like it. You know what I mean? Who cares? But they're on that. Now, her being a dumbass, she burnt herself trying to do some shit she saw on YouTube. And you just, like, kind of feel people that do this stupid-ass shit, you brought it on yourself, man. Right? You hurt yourself doing some stupid craze from YouTube or TikTok, then you reap what you sow. Right? I have no fucking sympathy for these retards. I really do not. It is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Right? She, <laughs> I don't even know, right? There's something about turning a glass bottle into a vase. Which you you kind of think to yourself is just like yo, you you make you're making bank, right? You're on this national TV program. Now I'm not saying she's a millionaire or anything, but I I would say, right? She's making enough money to go buy a vase. <laughs> you know what I mean? They like listen. Yes, there are probably some crazy expensive vases, but then there are also some relatively cheap vases. Go to IKEA. You could probably buy a vase for a pound. You know what I mean? Now, even though it might not be the best vase, but you can buy one. So there is no real cause to go buy one to to turn a glass bottle. Into a vase. It is stupid as fuck. Really is. Right, so you burn yourself. Hey, you've got scars. Well done. You know what I mean? Like, if, you know, doctors and nurses and all of this haven't got time to see regular people about, you know, Important shit Then how they got time To deal with some dumbass Who tried to do a dumbass thing Right It's like Do you have a degree In glass blowing Do you No So why would you try And do some stupid ass shit It's ridiculous It's ridiculous this dumbass idiot, she put out this um, statement, right? It says, I am sad I have been absent in the last few weeks and haven't posted much with AJ. We so desperately wanted to be able to share daily vlogs with you all. But unfortunately, I have had an accident. Whilst we were attempting to create a glass bottle into a vase from following a YouTube tutorial, it went terribly wrong and resulted in me incurring injuries and burns requiring continuous hospital treatment over the past seven weeks. 
I really need you all to be so careful with what you're doing. And if you are copying any YouTube videos, I will be okay. I love you all. Ugh. Ugh. God that shut up. God. Some people are just like way too much up their own asses. Like way too much up their own asses. Right? You did some stupid ass shit. <laughs> like, if you want to say something, just be like, yo, I, like a lot of dumbass people, try to do this thing. I wouldn't recommend it because my dumb self burnt, <laughs> burnt my ass. And now I've been in hospital for seven weeks. So, yeah. Boom. If you want to say, say that, all this whole, oh, we desperately wanted to create blogs for you. Like, ugh, no one cares. No one cares. Jesus. You know? But, yeah, so this dumb idiot has been in hospital for seven weeks because she burnt herself. While, right, you could break your leg and they're kicking your ass out straight away. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you find your own way home. You know, it, it's, it's infuriating. It's infuriating. And, um, yeah, I just feel this is Darwin speaking. Right? It's Darwin speaking. Survival of the fittest. You burn yourself... You were not the fittest. <laughs> so, hey, hey, I make the rules. You know what I mean? She, she did the shit. Gotta, you know, gotta put her out in the woods now and leave her for the, for the foxes and badgers to consume. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. I mean, fuck it. Like, you, it's so fucking ridiculous So ridiculous But uh, yeah Anyway Anyway There you go Dumb people do dumb shit Hey don't you love it When politicians get caught Doing shysty shit Because for some reason they never get into trouble, right? They never get, you know, handed their notice, right? And you wonder why politics is so frigging crooked. It is, it's kind of insane. It's kind of insane. Also, the amount that do it, right? The amount that do these things, Right, you you kind of feel that yeah. If you could see, right, that oh, a job in politics, you're not. It's hard to get fired from. You'd be like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Why do I not get into this? Right. So, one of the newest cases is um, Natasha Asgars. Right. She's a conservative MP in Wales. Right, and she got into shit because she created this showreel, right, of her interviewing um, a couple of sports people. So there's a cricketer, Sachin 
Tenduka and footballer David Beckham. So she's created this reel where, um, yeah, she's sitting there and she's pretending to talk to these. But it's obviously fake, right? It's obviously fake, but she's put it up on YouTube as if, you know, this is what I did. Now, she's, you know, because she's got caught, right? Because she's been called out on it, it's then suddenly, oh, 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 no, 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 no. Ah, I was just practicing using um, Final Cut Pro. Yeah, no, 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 no. This isn't actually a show. No, no, you've got it mixed up. This is just a little fun I was happening, right? And I was just sharing it with a friend. You know, it's just like, listen, if it's for no one else, just you and your friend, firstly, it doesn't have to be on YouTube, right? That's the thing. It doesn't have to be on YouTube, motherfucker. Secondly, you can make it private so only your friend can view it. Jerry, like... If it's just there, then obviously it it wasn't. It's, it's not what you're saying it is. The other thing is the description, right? If it's just you practicing and all you know, all of this shit that you're saying, then hey, wouldn't you write that in the description? Hey, like um, oh, just uh, just learning how to use Final Cut Pro. I, I kind of feel this looks pretty legit, right? Hearing you just add some goofy title to it, add a description saying what you're doing, boom, there you go. That's, if you're being honest, if you're being honest and that's what you're doing, then that's what you would have done, right? You would have explained it in the description and the title. But if you didn't, it means... You're trying to pull a fast one. But yeah, not getting into trouble. It is crazy. And here's the thing with this, right? Because, you know, I've spoken out against cancel culture and all of that. Now, the the one issue with all of this, right? You know, when someone is running for political office... They're running for a position where you're meant to trust them. They're meant to be working on their constituents' behalf. So if someone is being crazy dishonest, lying all the time, you're like, well, obviously, you're not fit for that role. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's pretty plain and simple. You ain't fit for that role. And it just leads to... All the other crazy shit that we then see happen. So there there surely should be some sort of policy that's like, yo, you do this, you gotta go. Right? You cannot be in this role anymore. Right? You're out. You're out. Because how is anyone meant to trust this party when we've got dumbasses like you on board? So, good boy. But, yeah, never happens, right? Never happens.
I think over the last year, right, you know, with this whole lockdown and just everything else, I think, you know, that and, you know, just all the killings and everything last year, you know, just everything that happened, right, it it kind of put a microscope on the inequalities that are happening for a lot of people, right, and you had people start to kind of talk about it, I mean, it was all done in some bullshit ways, but there were people talking, now, I do believe a lot of it was lip surface, for sure, but people talking about how opportunities had been held back from certain people, and other people are given advantages, right, this is shit people were saying, and people were like, oh, I will not stand for this anymore, <laughs> you know what I mean, hey, we have the Imagine videos and whatnot as a proof, <laughs> so this is what happened, this shit happened, but, <laughs> roll on 2021, and, um, you're seeing hokey shit go down, right, you're seeing this real hokey shit go down, and it's like, wait, what, what, what happened to all the shit you were saying, what happened to all of that, <laughs> and case in point, Prince motherfucking Harry, although, I'm like, oh, how are we still calling him Prince Harry, you mean, shouldn't it be something else? Because if you were, you know, you've stepped away from the royal family, right? That's what I mean. You've supposedly stepped away from the royal family. You've given up your roles and all of this. So shouldn't it be, I don't know. I don't know even what his fucking name, Harry Hedgehog. What the fuck is his name? <laughs> I don't know what his name is, but shouldn't it just be that? Right, why the fuck are you calling him Prince? You know what I mean? I don't want to say it's Hedgehog from now on. Fuck it. Harry motherfucking Hedgehog. Right? But he's <laughs> he's just got two new jobs. Right? Two new jobs. Yay. <laughs> like, there's this one article I saw, which I just can't be bothered to read, but it's someone like, I've applied for 300 jobs in during lockdown, I'd be like, is that all, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure I have applied for way more, had a ton of interviews, and yeah, still a lot of fuckeries is going on, but this motherfucker, yeah, he walks into these two jobs, and I say walked in, because firstly, one was made up, <laughs> like, it's a made up job role, right, so he's working for Better Up, right, which um, I believe is a, a mental health charity, right, so it's like Better Help, I believe, um, so his role is Chief Impact Officer, Chief Impact Officer, so, but the thing is, that role didn't exist before this point, didn't exist, so you're just like, okay, 
So what the fuck is this role? Now, it said that he's not going to be managing employees, right? No direct reports, anything like that. But um, he will be expected to have input into initiatives, including product strategy decisions and charitable contributions. Are you like, what? <laughs> so is he the only, see, is he the only person that could do this shit? I'm like, what makes him the perfect person for this role? Right, this is the shit I'm kind of, because I'm just like, there's plenty, when you look at the amount of people that were made unemployed due to no fault of their own, no fault of their own, suddenly one day they wake up and now they've got no job, right, so why this motherfucker with all these money and bullshit, how is it he gets to walk into this? You know, now, understand, right? It's not, I'm not saying he shouldn't have this job, right? But what I do wonder is, how is it he gets this job over anyone else? Hmm? Because you always look at the job descriptions and the whole experience and all of that bullshit. And sometimes you have all the experience, but you're told, ah, you know, it's not quite enough for, oh, well, you've got the experience, but we were looking for someone with it from this sector or blah, blah, blah. So it's just like, how, how does Hedgehog get this job, right? That's what I'm wondering. And then on top of this, on top of this one, He's, you know, joined a media think tank. <laughs> he has joined a media think camp, right? It's called the Commission on Information Disorder, which, ugh, just got to roll your motherfucking eyes over that, right? But he's joined this, and they're supposedly looking into fake news, which again, just like, ugh, okay, right, now, some of the, well, I don't know, it, 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 like, in the piece I'm seeing, right, one of the other people on this is uh, Catherine Murdoch, right, wife of James Murdoch, who makes the news, right, so you're just like, wait, how, how have you got these people looking into this? Like, what makes it that they're the ones? Right? I, it, it is just baffling. Right? That's the only thing about all of this. Because, look, if you get a job, you get a job. But I'm just like, what makes them the keys for this? Because firstly, the wife of someone that makes news... You're not telling me that's a little bit biased, right? Because they're the ones, you know, their papers are the ones making up a lot of these ridiculous articles and shit like that. So, uh, if that's not a conflict of interest, I don't know what. And old Hedgehog, 
Is he here because oh he's had some stories written about him, right? Is that is that enough, right? Because if if that's all the qualification you need, then there are so many jobs that I should have got, right? So many motherfucking jobs I should have got. So yeah, I'm I'm just trying to fathom out, right? What justifies employment these days? Because it kind of seems the the you know if you do an interview with Oprah, <laughs> or you have the right parents lineage, hey, you can get any old job, right? That's what it seems like, people, and that seems a little screwy to me, you know. I think it's kind of shocking the amount of stories that keep on coming up, uh, you know, I guess over over this whole period of time of people going, oh, I've just been defrauded all my money. I've lost every penny I own. And you I kind of think to myself, yeah, you kind of brought that on yourself, man. I'm like. It's hard to sympathize because, right, you see it all the time, right? And the amount of times banks, right, I know my bank, right? My bank always, you know, within their messages, they're always like, we will never ask you for your information. We will never call you asking for your information. We will never do, like the bank, it, it, Makes it pretty damn clear the things it's never going to ask you to do, right? And you then, so many articles, so many TV shows, and I'm not just saying, oh, there's been a storyline within a show. I'm like, no, there's been documentaries, there's been specials on fraud and all of this. All of this. So, people that fall for it, I'm just a bit like, yo, you're being late. You got conned because you're being way too lax and lazy. It's more on you than anyone else. Because these aren't, these aren't like crazy, you know what I mean? Just foolproof plans that get thrown at you. I remember someone tried it, called me up. I got this phone call, and you straight away, you know, you know it's some fuckery shit, right? They'd be like, oh, it's a tax office. And um, yeah, we got this thing, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh, and I'm just keeping this person on the phone for as long as possible until I just couldn't. And I was just like, I just had to laugh in their face, and then I hung up, right? Because it's ridiculous, it's ridiculous, now, the, the the way this is put, right, it's like a student was defrauded of all her money, right, firstly, right, that makes it sound like it's a, a little old 16 year old, no, she's 28, right, she's 28, so it's not saying, oh, she can't be a student at 28, I'm gonna say, no, it, I'm just saying that she's been out in the world, Right, she's had life experience and 
you know, she's decided to go back, right? Got, got decided to go back to education, which is fine. There, there is no issue with that. But at 28, you have definitely, you have definitely, you know, come across like fraud preventions and all of this stuff. So, yeah, it's on you, right? So, this is the thing, right? So, she says that she had got a, a text message, right? A text message claiming it was from um, Royal Mail, right? Saying that um, she owed a payment for a package, right? So... She entered her bank details, firstly, into this message, which you're just like, oh, my God, like, what are you doing on a text? Right? I'm not texting someone that information, firstly, right? You Now, what I would do, right, if you get this message and be like, oh, you owe this, then I'm like, okay, hang up, you go, Google find the head office number or your local branch, then give them a call and be like, I just wanted to check, do I owe you this, right, and they will tell you, Yuri, but not over fucking text, so she did that, right, so then, oh, and she's saying, oh, it's because her birthday was coming up, so she just assumed that someone had sent her something or something, something, you know what I mean, but still, not an excuse, Right, so then the next day, she gets a phone call, right, she gets a phone call so saying they're from her bank, and saying that, um, you know, oh, you, you did this, this text thing, so someone use your details, and they're trying to open up different accounts, right, so they're trying to open up different accounts, because you gave them your money, right, so, um, what you need to do is, we need to open you up a new account, right, so I've opened you up an account, so you just have to move your money into this account, which is like, if that, if that isn't hokey to you, then you don't deserve money, right, because listen, everyone's gone to the bank to set up a bank account, and it's not a quick thing, (laughs) It's not a quick They want all this ID. They just want everything. Right? And that's even if you have a bank account with that bank already. You're opening up a new savings account or something. It's not just a, hey, I need a savings account. Can you open it up? Yeah, sure thing. It's done. No, it's never that. Right? It is never that. So how the fuck? Right? Would they be able to open an account in your name, right? In your name with no signatures, no no information, right? How are they doing that? It is not possible. It's not possible. So she did it and then transferred her money. Then transferred her money. And just said, oh, well, I've been with Barclays for years and they've always been good. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing, right? Now, I was with Barclays for a minute 
And even I know, right? They 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 sending me all this stuff about fraud and listen, we're not gonna ask for this information and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that and make sure you do this. Right? They give you they have this weird little machine thing, right? So you put your card in and it creates a pin. That's how they do a lot of their online stuff. So if this was legit, they would have asked her to do all of this stuff. They have clear and present like fraud information and backups and contingencies and all of that. She didn't do it. She didn't do it. But because she put this out on Twitter, she put her story out on Twitter and loads of lemons have retweeted it. And the bank's like, oh, we're going to give you back that money. I'm like, wait, 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 how the fuck did she get her money back? How does she get her money back? Because, listen, there are a ton of people that get defrauded all the time. They ain't getting their money back, right? So if I've been defrauded and Barclays have told me, oh, yeah, I'm, you don't get that money. If I see this story, I'm super pissed. I'm going at Barclays and demanding my motherfucking money, right? Because I don't understand... How this, this 28-year-old, now, <laughs> so they, 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 you know, the picture they put up, it's this, you know, smiling young girl, hearing, so you're just like, yeah, obviously they gave her her money, right, if she didn't, I'm sure if she looked a little different, right, if her message wasn't, you know, spread over Twitter, she ain't getting that money, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a little bit fishy and crazy dumb. And listen, I'm not saying you know she well I am kind of saying she deserves to be scammed. Because come on, if you fall for that, flip people please. Please. It's not rocket science, people. It's not rocket science, right? Do dumb shit, dumb shit happens. It's as simple as that. Okay, so another indication of how uh, I'd say crooked the church is, right? It's um well, the Vatican. You know, that that side of thing, the Catholic Church. You know what I mean? Says um so the Pope has just issued a decree that um yeah. Employees will be having a 10% pay cut from April. That's the thing, right? And you look at it, right? Uh, the employees were making about $5,000 a month. $5,000 a month. And they were living in subsidized accommodations and all of that. Right, and it, it it's a little baffling, right? It is a little baffling because here's the thing, right? If you are supposedly meant to be looking after your flock, right? Look at trying to help all these people that are you know fellow Catholics and whatnot, then surely, right? You you would have done like a whole heap of shit at the start, 
right? At the beginning, last year, when it, it was known that all these jobs were getting lost, you know, people were going to be facing all this hardship and all of that. With the money that the church sits on, right, you'd have thought they'd be like, okay, we, we're housing all of these people, right? We're housing all of these people in the Vatican, and we're paying them all of this money, right? If they're not paying for food and rent necessarily, then let us freeze their money... And that means we can give that money to the, you know, to the poor. Or we will use it and set up food banks and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? That's what you would have thought that these supposed shepherds of the people would have done. But obviously it is not. It's not what they're doing. And... What happened to all this whole piousness, right? Because they're lay employees, right? So this is, you know, the, the cardinals and the nuns and the, all of that kind of feminine jig. But, you know, there's a whole heap of cats that work, you know, that work there, right? So you the maintenance people, you know, the police, right? The cleaners, all of them. They're not on that same money. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not on that same money. Now, supposedly, they, the lay people, aren't affected by the cut. But you it does seem a little foul. Right? It does seem a little foul that you've got all of these other people making significantly less. With a whole heap of higher living expenses. But yeah. But these other people. Making way more. But it's all subsidised. It, it, it's this weird ecosystem that the church has created. And no one ever seems to question. Right? Because I I kind of assume. No one would have thought that you know. These motherfuckers are making five G's a month. <laughs> You're always told that, oh yes, no, they, they live a very pious lifestyle. And, you know, they're doing this and they're doing that. And, you know, it's all blah, blah, blah. Right? But you're being, right. If you're, if you're, you know, walking around with that much cash each month, you ain't living bad. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't living bad at all. That's nice money right there. <laughs> There's a, a whole heap of people that be like, man, if I could have just had half, <laughs> if I only just had half of that, shit would be a little bit better. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it, it's just this weird situation, right? The, the church, it, it keeps on doing these weird things, you know, like employing pedophiles. Right, helping pedophiles, right? Not helping people that need the help, but sitting on all this cash. It is very weird, and it just baffles me how people just don't question it. You know, and it's listen. It's, I'm not saying 
you shouldn't be religious. I'm not saying you shouldn't be Catholic or anything like that. Be whatever the fuck you want to be. I'm just wondering why no one seems to question this shit. To question these weird rules and institutions that are in place. Because, you know, church always asks for tithes, right? Always asks for, like, oh, if you could give some of your money. <laughs> How about putting us in your will? How about doing all of this? Now, you'd assume it'd be like, you know, supposedly like a charity and not for profit. But, yeah, they seem to be, you know, living a little large, right? While their, you know, their followers <laughs> aren't, right? Their followers, there's a lot of them that might be, you know, foot to mouth. Foot to mouth? I mean, that's the expression, right? Or um, living on the street, you know? So, yeah, it just doesn't quite add up, you know? <laughs> Okay, people, so on today's chin check, we look ahead to UFC 260. Ho, 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 our second pay-per-view of May, and headline, Stipe Ngano rematch. <laughs> people, oh, what's going to happen this time around, right? We take a look at that fight and all the other fights, people. So once you're done with this, go check that out, right? Um, but finish this episode first, yeah? And share with your peoples, man. Alright, let's get back to it. I really love coming across something different, right? Something a little unique. And yeah, that's what you get with calls. Right, it's this new Apple TV Plus show. So yes, you need to um, get yourself a subscription to that if you want to check it out. But I have to say, I was impressed. Right, and I didn't know this was based on a French series. So there's a French series by the same name, created by Timothy Hochette, and um. You know, that's run for three seasons so far. You know, I'm not sure how many more there will be and all of that. But yeah, now this is the, you know, the English version, right? So um, it's directed by Fidel Alvarez. You know, he did Don't Breathe and the most recent Evil Dead adaptation. You know, so... He directed all nine episodes. And, like, the cast is incredible. When you look at the people involved in making this, it's just like, yo, okay. Like, we've got Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Army Hammer, Aubrey Plaza, Ben Schwartz, Clancy Brown, Danny Houston, Danny Pudi. Edie Patterson, Jadine Martell, Jennifer Tilly, Joey King, Judy Greer, Karen Gillan. Like, they're all the big... Oh, no, sorry, there's more, actually. Laura Harrier, Lily Collins, Mark Dupas, Nick Janus, 
Nicholas Broom, uh, Paula Nuez, Paul Walter Hooser, Pedro Pascal, Riley Keough, Rosario Dawson, and Stephen Lang. I mean, that's pretty friggin' impressive, right? Pretty impressive. So, nine episodes. And the other thing I really enjoyed, all of these episodes, they didn't follow a, right, so every episode is half an hour, and it's all, no, 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 right, some episodes are like 12 minutes, some 14, you got some that are 20, I think the longest is 24 minutes, right, so they're all different, 17, it's not formulaic, it's just, Okay, how much time to tell this story? All right, well, that's what it is. You know, and that's what we get. So, yeah, super impressive, right? Nine episodes. And I think from the giddy up, you're like, oh, this is interesting. But I, I kind of feel at the first you're not quite, like, it just seems like a normal little thing, well, to be honest, when I say a normal thing, I did not realise that this was audio only, right, it's a little audio only thing, which I definitely enjoy, because, you know, you can listen to it while, you know, getting something done, so sometimes it's like, you know, you know, especially when it comes to putting together echo chamber, right? It's you're getting posters, you're like putting your know, information of a series together. So usually I'm listening to a podcast, right? A podcast or some music. So being able to listen to this, hey, even better, you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm just listening to this story and you you get this story that is compelling right i think we we start off with the end which is about a couple they're doing the long distance thing but as uh yeah as you might assume that long distance thing doesn't always go to plan right doesn't always go to plan so yeah we get to see how all of this plays out right it's nicholas brown lily collins and karen gillian and um, it's, right, I think the way they play it is, is great, because every story has got these little twists, and a lot of times you are not expecting these twists, so this story, it's, it's going a traditional route, as it were, and then at the end, all of a sudden, it gets freaky, like, gets super freaky, so you're like, yo... And you might think, I mean, that could mean anything, right? That could mean anything. But it's not until the second story, the beginning, when you really are like, oh, these are definitely different types of stories, right? So this one is about um, a guy, right? He, he's dating this girl and... Um, she gets pregnant, right, now, I think, when they first entered the relationship, no, neither were really considering having kids, but, yeah, an accident happened, and he's a bit like, oh, I can't take this, I'm, I'm leaving, 
I need to I need to be some time to myself and he goes on a drive and that's when it gets crazy right so we've got Aaron Taylor Johnson Riley Keough Ben Swartz Jennifer Tilly and Kyle McCarley and um yeah it is super super crazy right because it's this weird time um dilution kind of thing right so it, it it's one of those kind of it's very twilight zone esque you know like something a bit like that like twilight zone you know just um gosh there was that terence stamp for like show it was like the twilight zone which for the life of me i can't think of the name of it but yeah I think Sting, no, David Bowie did it as well, and I think Sting did it too. So he had a different person each season kind of anchoring it all. But yeah, it, it was like, this whole thing, it's like one of those shows, but audio. You know, so this story, he, this dude driving his car, he thinks he's just left his girl, you know, his girlfriend... You know, they last spoke just like half an hour ago, but time is time is going in some different funky ass way. So yeah, it's like super crazy. Right? And then the next story. Oh, the next story is great. It's called Pedro Across the Street. Mark Dupas, Judy Greer, and Pedro Pascal. And um it's like all this whole situation, right? So Dupas gets a call from his neighbor. Well, he's talking to his wife, right? And he gets a you know call from his neighbor. And he's just like, huh, why is the neighbor calling me? Right? And she's just like, uh, the neighbor's weird. Don't listen to him. And it's it's just the way this whole thing plays out. And there's twists and turns. It is a fun story. So some of the stories are more kind of sci-fi horror-esque than others but they all they all have those elements it's just some played them up a bit more than some of the other stories but it's all super interesting you know there's there's not a story where i'm just like ugh, yeah that's boring i'm over that yeah everyone everyone just has you intrigued right it, it, it's all just like what's gonna happen now right where is this going oh my god this is just super interesting which is i think it's great because even though right some of the stories i think mean, some of the stories are like you can definitely see where they're going do you know what i mean you you just be like okay so i guess he's gonna do this and then that's gonna go there and blah 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 right you you get that you see that but it's not a bad thing you know i definitely wouldn't say Ugh, that's so terrible you know it's still super interesting right you're 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 super engaged because it's all yeah it's all a little different and I think that's the key thing here it's different it's not just a rehash of something you've seen before 
And although, right, it is a an adaptation of a French series, you know, of the same of the same name, it's still super like, oh, well, we haven't had that. Like, we haven't had a show like this. Now, there's some people going, mm, it's just an overgrown podcast. And it's like, yeah, but what's wrong with that? Right? If, if that's the worst thing you could throw at this series, oh, it's like a podcast. <laughs> then it's just, come on, people. Right? Because there are great podcasts. Podcast isn't a bad word. You know what I mean? There's so many different types of podcasts because something like Dan Carling's hist you know, history series, that's a different sort of podcast. Right? So yeah, this is intriguing. You know, it you can consume it in different ways, right? So you could consume it like a podcast and walk around and listen to it you know or you could sit at your computer because even though it's audio right there there is a you know the player has these weird kind of psychedelic visuals right it reminded me of um you know the, like those tubes that you'd put your eye up against as a kid, you know what I mean, and you'd see all those squirrely lines, and you know, that kind of thing, so it, it's kind of, you get these weird kind of visuals like that, so, hey, you, if you're in the mood, sit down and trip, to, you know what I mean, you can trip to that, but it's, it's just, they, you know, these weird visuals do kind of fit these weird squirrely stories, Right, so what what also the thing being is, right, so you get these in these stories, they're all kind of individual stories and they're all like different in their own way, you know, but ever so slowly you they start connecting to each other, but not in a traditional way. Right, it's not like um oh character from this one appears in this one. No, it, it it's not quite like that, right? But you do see links, like so with you know there's a one where someone just kind of disappears, right? And that's referenced in another episode, right? They'll be like, oh my god, I hope it doesn't happen. Like blah 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 blah. You're like, Oh, okay, and then you're seeing more of that, right, more references and more similarities until, right, it then does, it becomes this connective story that, again, still not connective in the traditional way, but it's still there, it, it, it's still this, this thread that is running through, you know, the last two episodes, more so than any of the others, but it's just, oh man, it is great, and as I said, look, everyone has some different stuff to it, right, so once people start realising 
you know, what's going on, right? You you then get people obvious. Just come on, think. If you could maybe speak to yourself in the future or the past, you think, oh, I could change things. I, I could do this. So, yeah, you get people trying that, but there's a ramification. So then you see the ripple effects and everything. It's just, it's fascinating, people. So I would say, listen, if you want to try something different, you know, if you're in the market for that, if you like good storytelling, then I think you dig this. You know, I think also if you like audiobooks, because I know, look, some people just can't get hold of audiobooks, right? I think they need the visual and the audio to be able to stay focused. But if you if that you don't need that, right? You can just have this audio thing playing and you're still locked in, then yeah, people definitely give calls a try because it is crazy interesting. Right? And I'm definitely curious to where it's gonna go now. Right? Do we get a second series? I hope we do. Because yeah, I was entertained. You know, and that's the key, right? Are you entertained? Hmm? Now there's a lot on TV which I'm not so much of, but this this I was intrigued and I would happily listen to more. So people, it's calls and it's on Apple TV Plus. So remember. If you don't have it, go get yourself a subscription. I think this is well worth it. And I think what it shows is Apple are willing to try and do different things. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, maybe not as much content as some of the other streamers. But if you're getting different stuff, hey, I'm down. All right. So, yeah, there you go, people. Calls. Okay, so this week I checked out a Simon Koenig book. Now, I'd heard the name, you know, referenced a lot. Like when I was, I feel it was mentioned by, um, oh God, the dude that wrote Savage Sun and Terminal List, something car, right? Ah. Oh. I want to say John Carr, right, it's something like that, damn, I can't think of the name, that is super irritating, oh man, I do this shit all the time, which is so frustrating, but um, yeah, I, I think he mentioned the name, and I think also I feel Mark Grinry mentioned the name of like writers that expired them chat car that is it chat car and um you know so i was a bit like okay let me let me give him a try because um yeah he the book was in one of audible sales so i was like all right let me um let me check it out right so um it's narrated by paul panting and the gist of the book it's called Severed. I forget if I said that. 
but yeah, it's severed by Simon Koenig, right? And the gist is this, right? So it says, um, <clears throat> straight off, I knew it was going to be a bad day. The room was stifling hot. And when I did finally manage to drag open my eyes, all I could see was blood. I thought I'd stepped into the middle of a nightmare, but I was wrong. The nightmare was only just beginning. Ex-soldier Sean Tyler wakes up in an unfamiliar room next to the headless corpse of a girl he's met recently. With his memory of the previous 24 hours wiped clean, he's hardly out of bed before he notices a note next to the TV telling him to press play on the room's DVD machine. The film shows him stabbing someone to death. Tyler is confident that the footage is fake, but will a jury see things the same way? The man on the end of the phone tells him that if he wants the evidence to disappear, he must go to an address in East London and await further instructions. Tyler knows he must do as he is told. He also knows that the phone caller has no intention of keeping him alive. To survive, he must recover the missing 24 hours of his life and find out who's setting him up before his time runs out for good. The clock is ticking. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like it, it's an intriguing, you know, setup, right? And I have to say, the the book could very it's only ever gonna go two ways. It's gonna be terrible or it's gonna be a bit fun, right? It's gonna be a bit fun. I, I don't think it's ever gonna be excellent, right? Because it's so kooky in you know, as I said, like the setup, right? Just, just to you know, for that to happen. Right, it, it, it's, it's taking a stretch. So you're really like, all right, it, it might not be excellent, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be decent, and um, yeah. So I yeah, I got into it right, and it's definitely. I think the moment it all goes down, you're a bit like, okay, there's definitely more to this. Right, definitely more to this. But what? You know, it, it, it's hard straight away to be able to, I think, see where everything is going, which is a good one, right? Definitely think that's a, that's a good one. Because you don't want to get it from the giddy up. That's just a bit like, Ey. So, yeah, you're, you're trying to work out what is going on. And I think that there's certain things that you think about, right? You, you kind of think, oh, could it be this or could it be that? Right? I'm not sure it's this and this. But you're just like, yeah, it's hard at first to try and fathom things out. Now, once you kind of hear certain things like, oh, yes, I, I met this girl like three weeks ago. You're a bit like, yo, hold the fuck up, man. <laughs> like, what? Is it, you know, you're still like, yeah, we were in love 
and um, you know, uh, I was feeling this and blah, 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 and you're just like, yo, what, what are you talking about? You were in love, right? You were in love? What? It's three weeks, man. You can say you really dug someone, but that might be going a little bit too far, you know? But yeah, you're, you're paying attention, you're trying to work it out, right? So, all of this is happening, and it, it, you're like, oh, where's it going? Right, and he, yeah, he gets some help along the way, and all of that, so you're thinking all of this is making sense, right? And a lot of the plays are reasonable, right? There's a lot of stuff that does happen that you're like, okay, yes. I can see that taking place, or that does seem like it would be an approach that you might take, you know, going forward with things. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Right? It's interesting. It's intriguing. I will say, right, that although Koenig might not be the worst. The whole sex scene, it was a little bit mm, hokey. <laughs> like, it, you, I, I wouldn't say it was sensual, right? It was a little bit like, okay, all right, Simon. <laughs> I mean, it's no Mirakami <laughs> when it comes to weird and shit, but it was a bit like, ay. You know, I kind of think like, um, you know, if you gave a 14-year-old, you're like, yo, what do you think sex is going to be like? And they'll be like, yeah, so I think. And <laughs> it does kind of play out a little bit like that. But, um, yeah, that might be a bit mean to say. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, so I'm, um, yeah, you know, following the book and the story and everything like that, and some of the, I think some of the moments, right, we do get a lot of, I was dead to rights, <laughs> you know what I mean, I was like, I was put in a situation, and, you know, my gun was taken, and the only thing that could happen is me ending up dead, and suddenly, like, there was a lot of that, there's probably one too many of those. I think you can maybe get away with one, right? At the push, maybe two, but any more. And it's just like, you need to stop, right? You need to find another way to get your character out of certain situations. They can't be just about to die on all these occasions. Right, because we start to think, hold on, you're telling me this person used to be ex-army, but still, right, they're doing all of these ridiculous things. Like, what? Like, what? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I, I think we get that a little bit. Um, once we got to the end, you know, I, I will say, I did kind of... Yeah, I, I'd say there was a certain twist at the end that you do kind of assume, yeah, that's going to be it, 
right? Because I think there is certain information that comes up uh, maybe a quarter of the way through the book that isn't really focused on too much thereon. I think it's mentioned a couple of times, but then that's it. You know, and you think because of that, right, it, it kind of leads you to make a certain assumptions. So when that all played out at the end, you're like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I kind of figured that, but it's, it's still very interesting the way it was all going. Now, the very end, I think the very end was... A little bit like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> like, come on, man. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Because it, it just seemed a bit like, oh, have you been recently dumped? Right? Because it, it was one of those. It was like, huh, I don't need you. <laughs> it was one of those moments. Because either way, Tyler is not a great character. Well, when I say not a great character, I mean, he's a bit of a shit. <laughs> After you find out certain things about him and the way he's acted, it's a bit like, although, you know, you're just, you're not like, um, oh, I'm glad all of this happened to him. This, he deserved all of it. No, none of that. But I think you do call into question some of the shit, right? from um you know his life that he's allowed to happen you'd just be like yeah i mean that's not what um, a friend does right if you're talking and saying oh these are all my friends and blah 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 then there's something that goes with that right it's a bit show and prove you know and Sean Tyler does not show and prove. <laughs> I think that's one of the big things that you see. But uh, yeah, I, I think the way the fights happened and everything like that, I did like the um, the accumulation of damage. Right, I, I thought the fights all seemed very believable in how they happened and took place. It wasn't just oh yeah, I beat everyone up. You know, it was just like, yeah, people, people were getting their blows in, right? People were doing some damage and getting away. And for, yeah, so the fight all made sense. And for most part, like the action, right? The, the way they, you know, he escaped from situations and all of that, it made sense. Now, he, the way he blundered into a lot of shit, that not as much, <laughs> you know what I mean, that not as much, but everything else, you're like, okay, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm down, I'm down for it, so, it, yeah, I thought it was an okay book, right, I, I, I definitely thought it was an okay book, I've definitely read a lot worse, yeah, I, I don't know if it's part of a series. I don't think it is. I believe this is just a a standalone story. You know, so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it would be interesting to um, maybe see what else is is in order with this, you know, 
Koenig's characters. Right, and now I do believe I did actually pick up one of his other books. Right, I think it's called Target. So, um, you know, I think that, you know, this coupled with that should give me a good indication on uh, what Koenig is like as a writer. But yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued. So, yeah, um, I'd say if you liked John Milton, right, if, if you like John Milton stuff, um... Hey, probably if you liked, you know, yeah, also, if you like the Mark Greenery books, you know, the Grey Man stuff, and you're liking, um, you know, the Jack Carr stuff, right, the Terminal List series, I think Severed would probably speak to you, you know, so yeah, if you dug those, if those, you, you know, you dug those books, right, then, uh, yeah, I'd say, check out severed you know be for you so um yeah grab it on audible it's um point painting does a good job so um yeah there you go people severed grab it on audible all right enjoy okay people so yes we are drawing to a close on another episode but before we do Let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of TV. So, um, I didn't know this, right? But, um, Bruce Lee, he was writing a TV series. Yeah. You know, so, um, he, well, when I say he co-wrote a TV series, right? With, um, Sterling Stilfont. And James Coburn, right? It's called the Magic Flute, right? So um, they never actually got to finish it. I think mean, that's the one part of it. But yeah, so it's a story that was set in a dystopian future of pandemics, fires, and civil wars. So, the present day, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but it's like, all weapons and combat arts are banned. But a raw fighter overcomes grave obstacles and loss to reach enlightenment and become the best fighter in the world. Hmm. So it was it's said to have been um, Lee's passion project. You know, but, um, yeah, so this was in the 70s, but uh, Jason Kofari, who, uh, you know, producer, he worked on the, the Vin Diesel Bloodshot film, he has just picked up all the rights, and the idea is to now turn this into a, uh, a limited TV series, you know, so they've, um, They've got uh, John Fuso, right, to uh, come on board as a screenwriter and executive producer. So, uh, yeah, I know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this. I just wonder what the original 
you know what I mean? Scripts were like. <laughs> it'd be, you see, I think it'd be fun if, if they do make this, they put that out, right? Put it out in a book or something. I think it'll be fun to see, right? Um, so in other news, David DeCockney, I didn't know he writes books, but supposedly, um, he's adapting his fourth book for a TV series at Showtime, right? So it's, the book's truly like lightning, right? So, um, yeah, it follows a retired stunt performer who, you know, decided to go off grid, right? So he's gone to live off grid with his three wives and ten kids. Hmm. But his humble, quiet existence is thrown on its head with a real estate mogul notices all his land in Joshua Tree and wants to buy it and return the family to the modern world. That's what it is said. I'm a bit like, hmm. How humble is it going to be if you own all this land? (laughs) And three wives and ten kids. You ain't just living in tents. You know what I mean? So I I don't think it's probably going to be as humble as he, he, you know, made out. But I don't know. We will see, people. We will see. So, interestingly enough, there was word recently of, like, a Jamie Foxx, Mike Tyson film. But, um, yeah, things have changed, right? That film is now becoming a limited event series. Uh, So, um, still, though, um, Antonio Farouk and Martin Scorsese will be on board as executive producers, you know, and um, it does have a new screenwriter, though. So, Colin Preston will now be on board to um, write the pilot, and um, if it gets picked up, the, the rest of the series, I would imagine. But, um, yeah, I know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this, right? I do kind of feel that, yeah, a, a, a series is probably the best thing. Because, it, you know, it gives it more room to tell that story, right? So, um, yes, we will uh, see what happens. Now, this is interesting, right? There's a lot going on at Hulu and Disney right now. One being, right? Now, Hulu have got um, that Handmaiden's Tale and all of that. So it kind of makes sense that they jump in bed a little bit more with Margaret Atwood, right? And um, that's what they've done. You know, so they have now picked up Mad Adam. Right, which, um, yeah, it, it was the name of um, her third book in a trilogy, right, which all started with Orcs and Crake. We then had, I forget how many years apart, but then you had the year of the flood. It was a significant amount of time after Orcs and Crake, I feel. And then Mad Adam came after Year of the Flood. So, 
Well, it doesn't necessarily say it, but I imagine, right, this whole thing is for all three books, right? Because you're not going to take the last book. <laughs> so, yeah, I imagine they will be adapting all of it, right? Which will be interesting, you know, and it definitely gives a, a wealth of, you know, material for... Um, multiple seasons of a TV series, so yeah, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens, um, Michael Leslie is on board as the lead writer and the showrunner, so uh, yeah, you know, I'm intrigued, but other things over on old Hulu, so they're getting a new animated series called Koala Man. Yeah. So it follows a family patriarch who lives a not-so-secret identity of Koala Man, an Australian suburban superhero with no powers but a burning passion to snuff out petty crime and bring order to the community. I'm a bit like, <laughs> if you want a fearsome, you know, pseudonym, secret identity, I'm not sure koala is the animal. Because other than the fact that koalas have herpes, not that scary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not that scary. And like, what is he gonna walk around with a syringe of herpes and be like, ah, put the TV down or you're getting injected? Right? Is, is that the threat? I know. But, um, yes. Not so scary. <laughs> but Michael Kuzak is behind this. And, hey, Kuzak's, you know, he's worked on, um, Rick and Morty, so I kind of feel that is, um, yeah, that, that's that's enough for uh, you know, you to be like, all right, all right, I will give that a check. So, um, Benji Samet and Dan Hend, Hend, hmm, yeah, Hernandez are gonna be the showrunners, um. And Justin Rowland is executive producing the piece. Alright, so in other news, uh, so yeah, Hulu is still going ahead with their Hitman um, TV series adaptation. And uh, Derek Kolstad is, uh, yeah, he's writing it, right? So, um, he had a little bit to say about the whole thing, right? So, he said, um, the, the series, um, I did it very much like the third man meets three days in the Condor. Your introduction to a guy who's very much the hitman we know from the games, but he's got a full head of hair and he's independent. He has a handler. He's got a life, he's very much that early 80s, late 70s assassin we read about in the books, right? But at a certain point, he gets a gig, and that gig unveils the reality that no choice he's ever made 
has been his own and of course the show ends with a him at a mirror finding hidden number under his skin the barcode so suddenly it becomes a mystery of who am i really hmm jason bourne-esque right so um this is more of a what is true in regards to the people in my life what has been manufactured what are faults etc it's the nature versus nurture of it all gotta say that doesn't sound bad right and especially taking hitman from before the game to the game you know what i mean i i think that's a good move but yeah so we'll see what happens with that now with um you know falcon and the winter soldier reportedly opening to record numbers right you're thinking what else is gonna happen at the old house of ideas right well we know marvel uh doing the hawkeye series right so jeremy rayner is gonna be in it but we're getting the introduction of kate bishop now it was always mentioned that one of the characters one of the supporting characters in this series will be echo right who was an interesting character created by brian michael bendis um with uh david mack right david mack drew her and then you know created um a, a separate graphic novel about her right she's a, a deaf native american character right who can mimic abilities of anyone right so she's this formidable fighter now although a very interesting character that like in the comics her i don't know it seemed like people didn't know what to do with her at a certain point but um yeah she's getting a spin-off which um very interesting right so eton cohen and emily cohen are going to write and executive produce this new um piece and um yeah alacroix cox will um, continue to play her right so um in, you know her real name in comics is maya lopez so uh, yeah I, I think this is an interesting move right and it just adds a fresh new diverse character to the ranks that are um, getting developed right so um yeah, I'm down for this, man, because I uh, I enjoyed the introduction of Echo. So yeah, we will see. Um, let's see what happens, right? Uh, so other news, um, Snowfall that has just been renewed for a fifth season. All right, so if you are down with that '80s crack cocaine, hey, good news for you, people. You know what I mean? We're getting more of that. And, um, yeah, National Treasures, right? Was a couple, it was two films, I believe. Jerry Brockheimer starring, um, 
Oh my days, that motherfucker from ER, right? Who was? Oh no, 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 no! That was the library. Was that the librarian? No, National Treasure had Nicholas Cage. Yes, and his dad was John Voight, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they were still bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's becoming a TV series. Huh? Odd. Odd. Right? I yeah, it, it kind of baffles me. But um, yeah, that's what's happening, right? Um. So, Brockheimer is coming back, and so are the original writers, Marianne and Cormac Wibberley, right, it's going to be um, 10 episodes, but it's not um, a continuation, they're calling it a reimagining, and it's going to be for, a, you know, Disney Plus. So, yes, we will see. But they're saying it's going to be a younger perspective um, than the films. Which, yeah, I mean, that makes sense, right? They're saying um, it's going to unfold from the view of Jess Morales, a 20-year-old dreamer who, with her diverse group of friends, sets off on the adventure of a lifetime to uncover her mysterious family history and recover lost treasure. Hmm. <laughs> so, uh, Mira Na is going to be directing the project. Um... Yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see And, right You're still going to get a third film Right, which is just like, huh? Alright So they're doing, yeah, a TV spin-off And a third film I don't know, man I, don't know. I hated the films But I'm always open I am open So let's see if they hit gold this time out, right? But people, that's us. We are done. Alright? So um enjoy the rest of your week and all of that. And we will see you next Wednesday. Alright, people? Peace!